0: Nothing to me he has come close in my fifty four years in terms of sports fandom to the United States hockey team winning back in one thousand nine hundred and eighty and beating the Russians and there was that great call Mike Eruione, the captain with the big goal giving us a four three lead. We held on and won that game four to three then had to beat Finland, which we did. To win the gold, uh Mike became a hero during that run and that night, and even now, thirty plus years later, is still beloved and revered by millions, including me and Bernard, back on the Bernie and Sid Show for the third time. Here he is, Mike Iruzioni. Mike, how are you, buddy? Nice to have you back. Sid Bernie, how you doing?
1: I'm
0: fine. How you guys doing? Nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk Thank to you, you, too. You know, people uh, on that call, when you scored that goal, you heard the announcer say kind of the same goal Aruzioni scored two weeks ago against the Russians at Madison Square Garden. People forget that you played them in an exhibition match before the Olympics, and they beat the living daylights out of us. There was no
1: reason to believe logically you were going to beat them in Lake Placid, right? Well, that's why you play the game, don't you? I mean, you, n- you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, we, we lost 10-3 to 3, uh, in Madison Square Garden. But I, as I kid my friends, I said, we lost 10-3, to 3, but at least I got a goal in the game. <laughs> um, you know, just uh, first of all, I think we were a totally different team the second time than the first time. I think the first time, if I remember correctly, we, we were losing 6 to nothing after the first period. Wow. After we, you know, we, we just kind of basically stood around and watched them. And, and I think a lot of us had one foot in the locker room in, in New York and what the other in, in Madison Square Garden and one foot in Lake Placid. It was the last game of a six-month season of traveling and training to get ready for the Olympic Games. So I'm not sure you know our mindset was the way it should have been. And, and, you know, who knows if we played the Soviets again after we beat them, what would have happened. But uh, all I know is the game that counted is the one we won.
2: Mike Ruzioni, the captain, of the 1980 Olympic team that beat the Soviet Union in 1980 up at Lake Placid mike uh, i don't think a lot well a lot of people may have forgotten that you the, the team that you played was comprised of professionals where you guys were mainly amateurs and uh, of course again i mentioned the Soviet Union and it was the height of the cold war tensions were high so there was a lot a lot of pressure really on you guys to to beat them for some sort of psychological victory
1: well, I think, you know, we, we went into the game with the mindset of, of uh, it's a hockey game. Uh, I know a lot of people around the United States who were looking at it from the political standpoint. Uh, look, we, we disagree with the Soviets' life and, and what was happening with the Soviet Union and the U.S. then. But we had tremendous respect for their athletes and especially for that hockey team. But like I said, we went in with the mindset it was a hockey game and we wanted to try to win a game to advance to the gold medal game. But when the games ended, we realized that it was bigger than that. Uh, it, it was far greater. We were, as a country, looking to, to feel good about something, I think maybe kind of what we're dealing with today. And, uh, you know, as, a, as an Olympic athlete, when you represent your country, it's probably the ultimate honor you can get. When you know, you put a USA jersey across your chest, uh, it, it's a total different feeling. It's not New York or Boston or Chicago. It's, it's your country. And I think that victory uh, – Brought some joy and brought some smiles to people's faces that were looking for something, like I said, to feel good about and wave the flag and be proud to be an American as you, you know, so uh, politely and correctly played that song. Yeah. Uh, uh, we we felt that same way.
0: Yeah, I do want to get back to what you said, uh, kind of like today, because there we were making the transition, thank God, from Jimmy Carter to Ronald Reagan when you guys won. And uh, we can't make the transition from Joe Biden to Donald Trump quick enough. We'll go back to that in in a couple of minutes. It is worth noting that uh, during that game when you scored the game-winning goal, and we did score four goals that day against a very good Russian goalie I've never seen, I'll include Mike Richter, Grant Fuhr. you want to give me the greatest goalie, Martin Brodeur, I don't care. I've never seen somebody stand on their head more than Jim Craig did that day against the Russians. They just, they came at him from every direction, and he was just so stingy. And then, of course, maybe the most memorable moment of the whole Olympics was when Jim Craig's father hit the ice and wrapped the American flag around our American goaltender. Mike, I think you'd have to agree, have you ever seen
1: a goalie in any level, any level, play a better game than Jim Craig that day? Well... Uh, not really, but I'll tell you, I watched some of the U.S. women's game last night against Canada, and the Canadian goalie had 52 saves. So, oh, well, pretty good. That was a pretty good performance yeah. last night. But, no, Jimmy was outstanding, and, you know, it just kind of rode the way our team was playing. You know, I've always said before, if it wasn't for Mark Johnson, we don't win. Uh Mark That's Johnson right. scored the biggest goals and the most goals. Yep. Uh, It was like whenever we needed a goal, it was like, "Hey, Magic, it's time to do something," and he'd go out and do something. So, you know, it was it was the ultimate team team effort. You know, we played four lines, we played six defensemen, Uh, everybody participated, everybody did their job, everybody performed at the highest level, probably played the best hockey they've ever played uh, over a period of two weeks time or two and a half weeks. So, uh, you know, everybody helped out when we had to. We got to remember we had a defenseman Kenny Morrow who went from the Olympic team, the four straight Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders. So yep. he must have been a pretty good player as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and Neil,
0: so. I think Neil Broughton won a Stanley Cup too, right? When he left
1: the Olympic team, he won too, I think. Yep. And yep. Neil Broughton played 19 years. Mike That's Ramsey right. played 18 years. Davey Christian played 17 years. So, you know, we we had some pretty good young
0: players that nobody really knew about. And even Mark Pavlich. I'm a diehard Ranger fan. No. And he died a horrible death last he? year. But he was great. Yep. He was great.
2: Mike Arruzioni, he's the cap was the captain of the U.S. Olympic hockey team up in Lake Placid that beat the Soviet Union. And Mike, uh, the victory of the team, really, as Sid alluded to earlier, it was it, that 1980 was a transformational year, and what you guys did portended big things to come for this country. We had just gone through a decade of stagflation, malaise, humiliation, uh, 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 you know, overseas, foreign policy-wise. It was really awful. So the the moral victory that you gave us during that game and then to have the year capped off in November with the election of Ronald Reagan, it did turn into mourning in America. And so what you really are s- s- such a huge part of history for this country, a good part of history. I don't know, do you, do you feel the impact of that?
1: Oh, I, I feel it all the time. Uh, if you saw the letters I get in the mail, the people that I meet when I travel, uh, everybody comes up to me and and, and says, uh, "I remember where I was when we won." And I always say, "We? I didn't know you were on the team." Huh. Um, but that's what that moment that's was. Funny. People yeah. felt a part of us. People felt, uh, you know, so proud to to watch that game. And everybody's got a story to tell. I've had people come up to me and just start crying, yeah, because that yeah. game meant something to yeah. them for whatever reason it might be, whether it was a uh, a pride moment, whether it was the last time they watched the game with their you know their mother and father. Oh, their grandfather. I mean, every, everybody's got a story to tell. And now I run into kids who weren't born in 1980, but they either seen the movie Miracle. Uh, I, I wrote a book that came out uh, a while ago. So they've read my book and they have a story to tell. You were on with us. Uh, you were actually it, on with it, us it when felt, you wrote
0: that book a couple of years ago. Yeah, you were on with right. us. Yeah.
1: And it, great. it's just people remember it when they have a smile on their face. And, it, it, you know, as, as I said earlier, my teammates and I are so honored and proud to have represented our country and do it in such a great way. And, at the end, you know, to stand in the podium and see our flag being risen just a little higher and everybody and everybody in the building singing the Star Spangled Banner. Nice. I mean, it was a, it was a proud and incredible moment. And we're still to this day honored. And, and, yep. and uh, it's a special time in our lives as well.
0: Uh, just an amazing time. I think I think three guys ended up on the Rangers. I think we ended up with uh, Davey Silk, Rob McClanahan, and Mark Pavelich. Uh, after that. You're right, Kenny Morrow went up to one of those Stanley Cubs, that bastard with the Islanders. I'm a Ranger fan, I hate the Isles. Bob. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, you, I want to go back to earlier in the conversation, you said, kind of like it is today. And you're not uh, affiliated with the National Hockey League. You don't have to worry that uh, somebody's going to yell at you. I know you're a very opinionated guy, Mike Ruzzi. That's why we're on our show all the time. And it is much like that today. I think a lot of Americans are embarrassed again. We just went through Afghanistan, Joe Biden, this administration. Say what you want about Trump. You may have hated his tweets. You may be a loudmouth. But um, Americans are at the embarrassed stage right now. You, you, you feel now like you did when you took the ice back in 1980. You are about to make that comparison, Yes.
1: I, in some ways, I mean, again, let's try to eliminate the political aspect of it. I think what we're dealing with now is the, is the COVID issue. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody, you know, doesn't nobody trusts anybody anymore. And uh, I think we've lost some faith in each other. Um, I, you know, I still believe we've got great faith in this country because we'll bounce back. We'll find a way to get back on track. But I think the COVID issue is, is the one that's really kind of driving people crazy. You, know, you go somewhere, you wear a mask. You go somewhere, you can't wear a mask. Don't talk to that person uh, the the racial issues that we had a while ago, you know, we, we need, we need to find a way to come together, uh, as a country. And and hopefully we'll be able to do that. Look, it's the greatest country in the world. Uh, we just got to find a way to to get everybody back on track. And, and and I think the COVID situation is, is the issue that's driving people crazy. You can't go anywhere. You can't say anything. Somebody passes away. You can't go to the funeral. You can't pay your respects. Weddings are canceled. Uh, It's just so many, so many negative things that are going on. And I think a lot of it is because of that.
2: Very well said. Mike Ruzioni again, captain of the uh, U.S. Olympic hockey team, 1980, defeated the Soviet Union, in a miracle on ice. Uh, Mike, speaking of which, again, being a former Olympian, Olympic athlete, uh, let's bring it up to uh, today. You, you mentioned the COVID situation. Uh, the, the, uh, the whole COVID situation originated in China, they allowed it to spread across the globe. So there's been this controversy, that and uh, many other things as to whether or not we should have boycotted this particular Olympics. Now, the other school of thought is that, hey, it's, you know, it would only hurt the players, really, uh, the the athletes themselves. Again, being a former Olympic athlete yourself, where do you f- come down on this? Uh, you know, Should we have participated or should we not have?
1: Oh, absolutely have participated. Uh, these athletes have been training for years, for one day or one moment. I you can't take that away from them. And if we didn't learn anything... In 1980, we boycotted Moscow because the Soviets invaded Afghanistan. Right. Well, look what Afghanistan became. And yet our athletes sat at home and watched you know, other athletes compete, and they gave up those years of training. Look, I, you know, I, I get the issues that are out there, but, you know, don't blame the athletes. The athletes didn't choose Beijing as the Olympic Games, and they trained and they trained and they trained uh, for that one moment in, uh, to go over there and represent the United States. So, Uh, If it's not politics, uh, keep politics out of it. The the Olympic athletes are training to compete for their country. Uh, And for for us not to go uh, would be insulting and embarrassing to them. Uh, And and for them to go and perform at a a high level uh, and compete for for their dreams. Uh, We can deal with the politics later. Let the the politicians deal with that. This is about our athletes having an opportunity Uh, that they've dreamed about. I don't think we should take that away from them. I could not agree more.
0: I have remained steadfast in that opinion from the very beginning. And I hate what's going on in China. And I hate what they're doing, uh, what they did to the world, what they're doing even today. I hate it. And I know they're evil. I know it. But at the end of the day, I've been saying the same thing you said. Let our kids compete. Lastly, 1980, not only did your Olympic team go on and win the gold, which is the probably for most people – my age in my 50s, the greatest moment in sports ever. Greatest moment in sports ever. But that was the same Olympics, I think, where Eric Hayden went five for five and won gold medals every time he speed skated. Uh, did you have a chance uh, to, to, to hang out with Eric uh, during those Olympics? Have you told that was the same Olympics?
1: Yeah. No, Eric, Eric would come over to our, our games. Uh, he knew Mark Johnson and Bobby Suter very well because they're from Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, Eric, we, we, used to, we, we would walk across the street and and stand against the fence, the chain-link fence, and look down to the Oval and watch Eric win his gold medals, then we we'll wow. go back in the, in the rink and, and get ready for practice. So wow. uh, his performance was, and I felt so bad because we kind of took a lot away from Eric, but Eric, five gold medals every other day. Uh, his performance was probably, arguably, next to maybe Michael Phelps, the, the greatest Olympian uh, we've ever had. I
0: totally agree. But, again, uh, you guys, you own the day and deservedly so. You're always great when you come out with me and Bernie, Mike. We love catching up with you. Enjoy the Olympics going on in China right now. And from uh, from every American listening right now, every great American, thank you. Thank you for that yes. moment. Thank you for that memory. And thank you for being a great American yourself. Thank you so much.
1: Well, Bernie said thank you for having me and stay safe. And uh, we'll, we'll get through this.
0: All no right. Doubt. Tom, no doubt. Thank you. It's we have We'll do it again.